to those of you listening to us on the internet, to the men and women in our armed forces, wherever you may be, and to our members and guests here at beautiful Savior Lutheran in Milwaukee, grace be to you and peace from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The word of God upon which we base our message on this 15th Sunday after Pentecost is the gospel for today. You heard it uh, read before from Luke chapter 16. I recall just these words. Jesus continued, I'm telling you that although wealth is often used in dishonest ways, you should use it to make friends for yourselves. When life is over, you will be welcomed into an eternal home. A servant cannot serve two masters. He will hate the first master and love the second, or he will be devoted to the first and despise the second. You cannot serve God and wealth. In the name of our dear Lord Jesus Christ, who became so poor so that we might have all the riches of heaven, my beloved. Drugs, sex, and alcohol are gracious gifts from God. But just like so many of the gifts that God gives to us, they can either be used or abused. The proper use of prescribed drugs can lead to healing and prolonged life. Abuse of illicit drugs can lead to unbelief, despair, and other great shame and vice, as Luther would say. Proper use of sex for recreational and procreational purposes within the confines of marriage between one man and one woman leads to great blessings. The abuse of sex can lead to unbelief, despair, and other great shame and vice. The proper use of alcoholic beverages with moderation can have medicinal effects on the human circulatory, nervous, and digestive systems. Abuse of alcohol to the extreme, as Luther would say, could lead to unbelief, despair, and other great shame and vice. This morning, we want to talk about another one of the many gifts that God gives to us, the gift of money. Money, like any other gift from God, can either be used or abused. And so we go to the words of Jesus this morning as he gives us directions regarding the use of money, tells us what money is, its proper use, and then some warnings about money. So let's summarize the parable that Jesus told to his disciples. There was a very rich man who had a manager that watched over his whole property. And the boss took a look at the books and he decided that his manager had been doing some things which were not regular, and so he was going to fire him. The manager looked around and he said to himself, well, I don't have the physical uh, abilities for a job demanding heavy uh, physical labor, and I don't want to go out and be a panhandler either, so this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to discount the debts of my master's debtors in order to obligate those debtors to me 
And in the future, a whole lot of people would be available to that man to turn, uh, that he could turn to for financial assistance. And even though the boss was still going to fire him, the boss had to commend him for being so crude and, sh and, uh, and uh, shrewd for planning for his future. So first of all, what can we say about money? Just exactly what is money, first of all? Money is a commodity by which we value our work and leisure time. Money is life's energy translated into bills and coins. We know that uh, the world, the unbelieving world, has a whole, how might you say, their own idea about money. Money is your way to power, prestige, happiness, and the more of the commodity that you can have, the less your problems. You want to know what money really is? And this perhaps is going to be shocking. Your money is not yours. Your money belongs to God. He gives it to you to manage and use for a little while. Oh, I know your name is on your paycheck stub and on your bank account. But it's only a gift to use. God gave you money, sometimes by gifts from family and friends. God gave you your body and your mind. God gave you your health. And believe it or not, God also gave you your job in a stable economy and a fairly peaceful nation. And so we are just like the manager in the parable. We have possessions, some of us more, some of us less, money, more, some of us more, some of us less, but it's just ours to use to plan for the future. The manager had those commodities, but they weren't his own. Well, if our money really isn't our own, that sort of changes everything, doesn't it? I mean, if it's really not our own, it's God's, then I would really want to know, what does God want me to do with it? Most of the world uses money for instant gratification. Buy happiness. Buy happiness now, and whoever ends up with the most toys wins. But it just doesn't work. Looked at an article on the Internet this past week. Man who won the lottery for $314 million after uh, taxes, $93 million. He says, I don't have any friends anymore. Every friend that I've had practically has wanted to borrow money or something. Uh, and, and of course, once they borrow money, they can no longer be your friends. Perhaps you uh, have read articles or heard stories of people who won the multi-millions and they said it's the worst thing that could ever happen to me. What about all those sports superstars who had all, all those millions and then lost them? And then one time I heard an interview uh, of the, by a wife of uh, one of the great sports stars. And the interviewer says, uh, is there any negative thing that uh, you have about uh, your husband? And, and she says, yeah, the money. Everybody wants some of our money. Give it to this person, you know, if you shouldn't give it to that person. It's a big headache all the time. God wants us to use his money with the future in mind. Jesus says in Holy Scripture, Store up for yourselves treasures in heaven 
where moth and rust do not destroy. And in the words before us this morning, he says, I'm telling you that although wealth is often used in dishonest ways, you should use it to make friends for yourselves. When life is over, you will be welcomed into an eternal home. Now, God does want us to use our money to take care of ourselves, our families, buy food and clothing, have a nice vacation. This morning, Jesus reminds us to use our money with integrity and with honesty. But the reality is that for all the various uses that we can find for our money, there are a top three. Three that are just most important. And the reason that they're most important is because they will last for all eternity. The first and the most important way to spend God's money is on your own spiritual growth. Grow in grace and the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who believes on the Son has eternal life. Spend your money staying in faith. The second most important way to spend your money is on mission work. Rescuing souls for Jesus Christ who otherwise would be lost for all eternity. And there will come a day on Judgment Day when many people will step up to you, maybe hundreds, maybe thousands, and will say to you, thank you, thank you so much for giving those mission dollars to send missionaries over uh, to where I live because now I'm going to be in heaven with you. Thank you so much. And the third most important way to spend your money is to help the poor and the needy. Thanks be to God that our Lutheran Church Missouri Synod has a mercy ministry fund. And we've also created one here at Beautiful Savior to help those in times of need. And there will come a day on Judgment Day when you enter heaven and whether those people were believers or unbelievers, they'll have to step up to you and say, Jesus, Jesus, did you see the works of faith that these people did? They took care of me when I was poor and needy. And that's evidence of their faith. And Jesus will say, come, you who are blessed by my Father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. Whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers of mine, you did for me. Three ways to use God's money. Not the only ways, but the most important ways, because the return is of lasting eternal value. Then we also want to talk about the dangers that money can pose. Jesus said, A servant cannot serve two masters. He will hate the first master and love the second, or he will be devoted to the first and despise the second. You cannot serve God and wealth. The devil uses money as one of his many temptations to lure people away from God. And I think you've heard me say it before. All of the devil's temptations have one aim, and that's to little by little by little change unbelievers in Jesus Christ back into uh, believers in Jesus Christ back into unbelievers because then he has them for hell. Are his temptations working? I believe that they are. I think that the number one God here in the United States in 21st century is money. Turn on the TV sometime and just go surfing uh, 
for maybe 45 minutes. You'll hear, hear these ads. Home equity loans, stock market report, 0% down, APR, money managers, reverse mortgages, how to make money on the internet, bankruptcy, retirement planning, play the casino, insurance protection, and be sure to play the lottery. Jesus this morning says you can't serve God and money. You can't have two bosses, he says. It doesn't work. He doesn't want our money to be our boss. And the love of money is not people going around kissing dollar bills. The love of money means trusting in Jesus if you trust in money more than you trust in Jesus and your heavenly Father. And the devil always wants us to move from one or the opposite end of the spectrum of lack of trust. On the one end is, I don't have enough money. I worry every day. I even start wondering whether God really loves me and if he's going to take care of me. You see, the devil wants us to stop trusting in God. And then there's the opposite end of the spectrum. I have all the money that I need. I don't need God anymore. I'm on easy street. The constant pursuit of money, Jesus told the Pharisees, is highly valued among men. But making money our first priority in life, that's what Jesus says is disgusting. How are we going to know if money is sort of becoming uh, uh, and, and uh, posing a danger in our life? I found this in a family economics book. It says a five-point uh, uh, illustration. Number one, do you think and worry about it frequently? Number two, do you give up doing what you should do or would like to do in order to make more money? Do you spend a great deal of your time caring about your possessions? Is it hard for you to give money away? Are you in unimaginable debt? We all certainly need to repent of our lack of trust in our gracious God, recognizing that he will take care of us every day. You see, we were always uh, instructed by God to use money and love God. Some people want to use God and love money. The temptation is always out there to trust the creation more than the creator. To trust the gift more than the giver. Lord, we repent. And the antidote for it all, of course, as always, is found in God's word. St. Paul, while he was in prison for his faith, wrote some words to the congregation in the Greek city of Philippi. He said, I rejoice greatly in the Lord, that at last you have renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you have been concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. I am not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content, whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry whether living in plenty or in want. I can do everything through him who gives me strength. 
and my God will meet all your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. You know how to be content with the money that God has given you because you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. And though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor so that you through his poverty might become rich. So as Jesus says, don't worry, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? Your heavenly Father knows that you need these things, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you as well. Money, a gift from God. But like so many of the gifts that he gives to us, it can either be used or abused. Don't abuse it by making it life's first priority. Rather, use it wisely to gain treasures for heaven. The world seeks after wealth and all that mammon offers, yet never is content, though gold should fill its coffers. I have a higher good, content with it I'll be. My Jesus is my wealth. What is the world to me? What is the world to me? My Jesus is my treasure, my life, my health, my wealth, my friend, my love, my pleasure, my joy, my crown, my all, my bliss eternally. Once more then I declare, what is the world to me? In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Please stand. The peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen. We confess our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed on page 6. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the holy Christian church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. We take this time to gather our tithes and our offerings and our connection cards. <laughs> 